Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. It's a big week, people. <laughs> it's a big week. I'm actually recording this on Monday uh, before election so that I don't get too political and um, that I'm still in the country in case uh, some outcomes uh, happen. I'm just, uh, I just didn't want to get political on this and I try to keep politics out of this which is hard in this day and age because that's all that anyone ever wants to talk about but um so yeah because I don't know I usually record it on Tuesday nights and I was like I might be a little emotional Tuesday nights so it's a little early so I hope nothing entertainment wise happens and I miss out on that and maybe on Thursday morning when this comes out you'll need an hour to just forget about politics and listen to this podcast so yeah um side note i recorded this episode about the art department set decoration and props department back in june and then i was going to put it out in august and then i'm putting it out now because i had so many people that i interviewed and sort of stocked up that this sort of just I, i pushed it to the back so if some if what I'm saying is like dated, sorry about that, but it's only by June, so it shouldn't be that bad. Um, so what's one up watching? I'm re-watching The Office because uh, it's nice to just sit there and laugh. <laughs> and um, I think I've said it already that I'm, I'm re-watching it, and uh, I think I'm on season six now, which I think is Steve Carell's last season. I can't believe he stuck around so long for it now that I rewatch it but he's so good he's just so good um I, I love the office we're watching Fargo third season and I don't think it's the best Fargo I have a hard time watching Chris Rock act I, I feel like they give him these long monologues and I think he's uncomfortable and he's about to crack up and plus they've aged him it just is weird the sets are great period piece 1950s there's a lot of hanging lights which i th- i am pretty sure the decorator fought because like the, pe- the one people's kitchen looks like a lighting store it's way too many practicals um at, at least uh, hanging fixtures for my taste i would have fought it but um beautifully done period piece and they, i know that they shot in chicago i think or outside of chicago and that whole style there is just beautiful. Went back and uh, watched a couple old movies. I watched Fat Man, Little Boy. And I'm going to say I'm pretty much an expert in movies from the late 80s through the early 90s. <laughs> um, we had a West Coast video, which was like in walking distance from my house. And they would save the new films for us. Like, remember it was really like a covert operation. Like, say... Um, what could I say? Say like Batman was coming out. They would keep one for us. 
instead of putting it out on the shelf. Because everybody would like rush the shelves <laughs> to get the movie. Um, but they would keep one for us, which was cool. And even give us stuff like Thursday night instead of Friday when it came out. Because they knew we'd watch it Thursday night and have it back by Friday. And I know this older co this couple, um, Rick and Renee, they owned it. I can't remember their last name. Damn, that kills me. But um, shout out to them for fueling my movie obsession. But um, Fat Man Little Boy is about the, I think it's the Manhattan Project. I don't know what the other name of it is. But it's about the bombs that they tested in, was that Nevada or New Mexico? And um, this one scene has always stuck with me of John Cusack having effects of radiation. And it's, his eyes are all bloodshot. His hand gets all puffy and I I don't know, that scene has always stuck with me. But Paul Newman's in it. He's really good. And um, oh, it was just an old throwback that we uh, put on the other night. Because my, my husband had just re had watched Manhattan, which I didn't get into. But I basically watched it because he was watching it. But it was just too much. I didn't want to get into it. But um, that also looked really good. So we threw that on. And um, just the late 80s movies are so good. Oh, there's something about them. Oh, I love it. I'm watching The Right Stuff, which is on Disney. And our friend Derek Hill designed that beautiful job. Um, it's, if you don't know, the, the um, is it Tom? Tom Wolfe's book, The Right Stuff. There's also the early 80s movie with Sam Shepard um, about the pilots who were recruited to be the first Mercury astronauts. So it's a really good, it looks beautiful. The period is just perfect. The color palette's perfect. All of those spaceships and astronauts, like I don't even know how you do that. It's so great. Another throwback we watched was the front page with the Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon and a very young Susan Sarandon. So um, it's really, it's kind of funny. It's about an editor who tries to stop his, like, top reporter from retirement, Jack Lemmon, and there's, like, a ridiculous man-on-death-row scenario with a hanging in the middle of the prison. It's super weird. Um, but funny. Fun little throwback. I had never seen it. And then, last night, I started The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Holy hell. It is good. I did three episodes right off the bat. Couldn't stop. Stayed up way too late. Uh, about like a nine-year-old orphan who learns how to play chess and she's like a phenon. The wallpaper selection in episode two is worth watching this. The wallpaper in this house is awesome. So check that out. Um, I also looked to see that it was written by Walter Tevis. Tevis, who wrote uh, The Hustler, The Color of Money, and The Man Who Fell to Earth. So, who knew this guy? Uh, but yeah, Queen's Gambit. Get into that. It's beautiful. I hope you guys are checking out the um, videos that I've put together. Some little clips of the interviews that we've done. We? Who's we? I have done here on the podcast and um, I have them on YouTube, the Decorating Pages YouTube channel. And I also have them on the Decorating Pages 
thisdaypodcast.com website under watch. So if you ever want to see what I'm talking about, hopefully I have a clip up there for you to look at. Enjoy that. What else? Thanks again to everyone who's subscribing and who keeps listening. Thank you so much. You're awesome. I hope that uh, this podcast is entertaining to you. And I'd like to say the which prompted this uh, episode. I have gotten some emails here and there in the process of people wanting to know exactly how uh, an art department works. Uh, I get more uh, questions of how do I get into the art department or how do I get into like Hollywood, which I'm going to do a whole thing on at some point. Um, but how the art department is structured, how it's super confusing because everybody has a title and we all do different things and the set designer is not the decorator and not the art director and the, it, I know it's all confusing. So I thought I would take an episode to really define what the positions are in the art department, in set decorating, in uh, the prop department, so that you have a better understanding of what we're all doing. Uh, So I hope you enjoy. So this would be the part where you start to eavesdrop in on a conversation and I fade in. (laughs) Um, But it's just me this episode. So I'm fading into myself. Um, So let's start with the production designer. Because that's it. That's that's the top dog here. Production designer. Um, The production designer, the art director, the set designer, the model maker, everyone specifically in the art department, most of them, are in the art director's guild so to help clarify and so that I don't misspeak I took a lot of these definitions from the art director's guild website which you can find at adg.org it's all there I'm reading almost verbatim and or and just putting in a couple of my own little points but it's there the website also tells you how you can get into the guild qualifications you need, um, what type of skills you might need to, to do these jobs. So it, I find it very helpful. Um, so again, adg.org. So the structure of the art department, we're going to start with the production designer because that's the first person that's hired for, to represent the look of the film. The production designers create and develop the overall look, the atmosphere, the emotion that move the story. Production designers are involved in the overall production design and the selections of visual effects, the lighting, props, set dressing, and wardrobe. So they have their hand in everything that is conducive to making the film look good, (laughs) Um, you know, artistically. They communicate regularly with the producers, the directors, the cinematographers, 
and they collaborate consistently with the second units, stunts, special effects, and almost all departments. As the head of the art department, they provide all necessary background and ensure that all sets are well photographed and contribute to the totality of the film, television show, award show, or commercial. Now, I didn't write that. That's, that's from the ADG. Um, and it's true. They are, they're the head, they're the top dog, and they're providing the research, they're providing the inspiration, they're providing the, the design of it. Um, they're brought onto the project very early to start sets, to location scout, and to talk about the logistics of what it's going to take to get the script to the screen. So that's it. That's, that's the position. That's the top. Now let's start to branch out. So underneath the production designer, we have the art director. Now, not to be confused with early cinema, the art director was the production designer. The production designing term only came into effect, I believe, like late 80s-ish or, and or mid-80s. Because films got bigger, I suppose, and to because it started to invoke all of the departments and the whole look that this person is responsible for. I believe that's why they did the title change. So the art director's primary function is to support and follow through on the visual concepts for the production as specified by the production designer and the director. So the art director is kind of like I'm going to, uh, the, the designer has dreams. The art director's going to make them reality. That's how I always feel. That support includes a combination of both creative and management skills. Additionally, the art director is responsible either completely or in part for the efforts of many departments within the production. So that means the art director is then in charge of the art department coordinator hiring that position and help more helping with that constant communication with the construction coordinator the graphic artists the painters the greens they're also main real job a lot of it is keeping an eye on that budget and alerting the line producer of budget concerns that's like you're you got to be on top of it you got to be like if we're going to be over here can we afford this can we cut this sign so that we can build this? Like, there's just, there's a lot going on with budgeting and everything for them. They also in communication with the set designers. Okay, so then, so under, so now we got production designer top. You go to your left, you got the art director. Now underneath the art director, as I said, you got construction, art department coordinator, graphics, painter, greens, set designer. The set designer is the person, persons who are drafting either by hand or by computer the working drawings that are used to build the sets, to build models, to build miniature, like anything. Like they're the ones who are actually, you know, coming in with the details of the cornices and um, for, for them to be physically made. I mean, they're in constant talks with the designer 
so that they have their input. They're doing tons of research as to say, you know, what this 1920s building's um, columns would really look like. Like, things like that. They're looking for that to draw so that construction can build them. They work very closely, as I said, with the art director and construction coordinator. They also survey locations. That's really important because especially TV shows are so location dependent these days that having the set designer go out and measure is extremely important because you want it right. Um, so they survey locations and they draw up director's plans. Director's plans are not uh, super detailed. I'm not saying that they're boxes. Box in a box in a box in a box. <laughs> um, I'm saying that, you know, they show the configuration of the room, but in a simpler method. And th those drawings are then given out to the grips, lighting, you know, directors, producers, a writer, if they want it. Uh, I rely on them heavily as a set decorator because then I can also work with the set designer in a furniture plan. If it's scripted that, you know, the actor falls over the sofa, we have to make sure that the sofa is so this long or this wide, like, you know what I mean? Or the placement of it in the room. It's also very helpful because I know, usually, the pieces that I'm going to get. And so I can give the set designer a heads up as to, oh, you know, I'm putting a cabinet over here. I'm putting the bar over here so that it can be drawn in so it's accurate for all other departments to see. So the set designer is the guy who draws it. They're drawing it up. That's key. Key, key, key position. You kind of have, you got a lot of office time, but you get out to do some surveys and, you know, you can hang out on stage, you go down, look at your work. You got to check up on your work too with construction. So they basically are in the office a lot. Let's say a lot. The graphic designer. All right. So the graphic designer is also, you know, under the branch of the art director. The graphic designer designs graphics that are scripted, graphics that are needed for like set signage, like if you're doing a town square and every building needs a pharmacy or the electronics store and you have names for everything, you're coming up with names, the graphic designer is designing them. Also like logos, um, they, they work a lot too with even wardrobe coming up with stuff paperwork they work with props and that needs hero paperwork if i need like i'm t i'm really into business cards on people's desks <laughs> so i'll ask for that sometimes or like nameplates even as simple as that if they can come up with it for me um shout out to graham radcliffe for that and um graphic designer has become huge it's a huge job and it's uh, a lot of times you have two and or props will have their own graphics designer if it's that heavy of a show. Now, in the art department is also the art department coordinator. This is a different union. They are local 817. They are on www.ialocal817.org. Just to give them a shout out. 
this is where you can find the information of how to get into this union. The art department coordinator, a set deck coordinator, production coordinator, that is that union. The art department coordinator helps set up the office. You got to get your drafting tables. You got to get your plotter. You got to get a good printer. Printers, very good printers are hard to come by and we are tough on printers. Everyone is printing a lot of toner. A lot of toner coming in out of an art department. So they got to set up all of the supplies. We got to get our drafting tools or paper or, you know, a cutting board. They're, they're setting it all up for the department. Um, they also track schedules. They track budgets, the inventories. Um, they deal with legal and clearances, which I don't really know enough <laughs> to even get into. The legal and clearance issues on like network television, you want to put a gun in your head. It's, it's crazy. Like names that don't get cleared or signage that doesn't get cleared for the graphics person or it's, it's, Oh, it's an ongoing process and they keep track of it. Thank you for them for that. So also under the art director, you will have assistant art directors. These can be positions that just support the art director in, I'm sure, dividing up the huge amount that they are responsible for. Um, it's it's a, definitely a stepping stone in a way to become an art director and then become a, a production designer. So that also, you could have one, you could have like five, you know, huge budgets. They have as many as they need. Now, under the art director, but yet a department head is the construction coordinator. The construction coordinator's job consists of building the schedules that the sets will be built by, supervising and coordinating the construction of the sets. They adapt or add to existing locations. Uh, the coordinator staffs everyone in the construction crew, including prop makers. Those are the people who are physically building the sets. Laborers are the people helping build and also clean and, you know, help out here and there, plasterers, painters, they oversee any greens work, the sculpting of, you know, details that need to be put into the sets, floor covering, the carpets being put in, and um, modeling, which is architectural pieces of the sets. So the construction coordinator handles much of the paperwork and acts as a liaison between the production manager and the production designer. A construction coordinator's main goal is to bring the vision of the production designer to life within the project's budget. Lot. Is, I mean, construction is really pricey because the way they do their budgets is man days versus materials versus, you know, overtime. And it's it gets very pricey. Fringe. It's all, uh, it's an equation I don't have to do, thankfully. So it's, it's a lot of figuring out. Frequently, uh, construction coordinators are required to engineer the sets to accommodate camera access, to help out with lighting, to help out with special effects. So, you know, they're integrated into all of the other departments also in helping the scenes get filmed. Specific parts of their job would be estimates 
for set construction costs and tracking the production costs throughout the project, finding the building materials, safety concerns. This is really important now, always, and now especially. Uh, arranging standby medics. We always have a medic on set. When we're on location, we always have a medic on set. You never know what could happen, God forbid. Or even if you have a headache, or even if you need some sunscreen, like the medic is always there. That that when we're dressing and the crew's not there, we have a medic. It's really it's essential that we have that. They acquire from accounting a list of tracking numbers, which are set numbers. So let's just say uh, Veep, Selena's brownstone was you know five o two. Well, then everything, every building material that they buy to make that set is coded to 502. That then runs that number to me, everything that I buy, I code to 502 and on all other departments. So construction, um, along with art department and accounting, come up with the set list and the set numbers that we are all coding our budgets by. They have a lot of purchase orders, a lot of time cards, check requests and other paperwork. Um, uh, the construction coordinator on Veep, Matt Haynes, my lord, he sometimes had like three crews going 24-7 up to probably over 100 um, prop men working. It was ridiculous how many people were working and, and keeping track of that. So the construction coordinator, again, is a department head underneath the art director, underneath the production designer. That's how we'll set that. Okay. Now, let's get to me, the set decorator. The set decorator is a department head underneath the production designer. So we're moving over a branch now. Moving over. I am, I'm not, a set decoration is not in the art department. It is its own department. So my department is under the production designer. The production designer and I or set decorator coordinate the sets and the look and the feel and specific elements to broad emotions and palette and color and texture. We, we go through it all. A set decorator selection of the furnishings, um, coming up with a budget, the design acquisition and placement for all set dressing items. So not only am I picking the items out, I'm then deciding where they go. So during prep, the set decorator is among the first of the key department heads to be hired to establish set dressing concepts through conversations with the production designer, director, and producer. So the art department is brought on very early and then set decoration because it's the lead time for to get us all, you know, get this ball rolling. We need the, the, this amount of prep time. Creating presentation boards of set dressing concepts is key, whether you're on a small budget or a huge budget, making your presentation visual to other departments, to the director, to the producers. This is a key element that you would have to do per set um, for the film or, or, or TV show. Uh, we obtain blueprints and sketches from the art department. We break down the script 
in terms of visual set dressing and crew requirements. Create and track a set decoration budget throughout the whole production. Uh, purchase orders, work authorizations, set numbers, television episodic numbers from accounting for purposes of budgeting, supervises all petty cash in the department, staffs a permanent crew that may increase or decrease depending on the scope of the show, staffs and supervisors the draperer, uh, upholstery, electrical fixtures, and floral needs, scouts all locations, tech scouts uh, locations with heads of the department, the director, the producer, everybody's on the tech scout. Attending production meetings, uh, the concept meetings, uh, at the art department meetings, there's a lot of meetings going on. Lighting meetings, uh, selects, acquires, and oversees manufacturing and installation of set decoration. So that's key. <laughs> Responsible for the placement and dressing of all the sets. Yeah. That's the fun part. Uh, creates a carefully dressed set with many layers of the lives of the characters who inhabit the set, down to personal items on the night table, cigarette butts in the ashtray, yada, yada, yada. Um, maintains an enormous source library needed for local and distant locations. So that's, to me, like, uh, that's part of your kit you're going to start acquiring a ton of books and research and old magazines or whatever. I mean, basically my hard drive is just filled with research at this point, but I also carry along tons of catalogs and books and references and swatches. It's, it, you really start to become a pack rat sometimes. We've used daily requirements of the shooting schedule, going over like, oh, what shoots tomorrow? And is ultimately responsible for the production company during the wrap for supervising the set dressing strike and the return of set dressing items and petty cash. So that's the wrap of the show. You gotta make sure all the prop houses are happy, you don't have any L&D, um, if you have um, things that you have purchased that are assets, every studio deals with it differently. Some turn them over, some buy them out, some things get liquidated. You gotta, you're gonna be a part of that, and then your petty cash, making sure everybody's checked out, all your all your numbers zero out. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think, I guess this last note is important too. The set decorator is on payroll until the last set dressing crew member is laid off. Now that is said in our local 44 uh, website and I don't actually find that to be true a lot of times. Sometimes they'll, I'll be done and then the crew will work another week or so to wrap up and it's not right and um, they get away with it. I should also say most of what I just read is from the Local 44 website. So again, that website is local44.org under the member section, under Local 44 info, under the crafts and introduction. So that's where you can find uh, the set decoration, everything from set decorator to what I'm about to read for lead man and prop maker.
they also have on there your requirements to get into the union, which are, I read them over and it, it's kind of confusing. It's all confusing. It's all timing and uh, I'm telling you right now, it's all timing and being prepared. So under the set decorator, under the, my branches, would be a lead man, a buyer, a draper, the onset dresser, the swing gang. These are branches underneath the set decorator. So my number one is my lead man. And the lead man arranges the logistics of the set dressing crew. They come up with the manpower, which is the man days, which is how many guys is it going to take to get this set done, including picking it up, dressing it, returning it. Oh, and by the way, that's just one set. We have seven sets today. So it is a logistical puzzle that the moving pieces just keep moving and you need to be able to play the game. That's all I can say. It's a ton of paperwork and it's, uh, the position has become vital and, uh, and not that it wasn't before. I'm saying it's just really become an, a, a heavy position, I feel. Um, they handle the call times. They notify the guys, you know, where are you reporting today? Are we going to starting at the lot? Are we starting on location? Um, they need to pro provide location parking details. They arrange the meals for the guys and making sure that they don't get any meal penalties. They collect and submit time cards for processing. They set up the gold room. The gold room is the room on one of the stages, hopefully, that where I'm keeping all my extra lamps or we're keeping the product placement. We're keeping, you know, um, extra frames, big on frames, any extra tchotchkes. And it's where the guys go, girls, guys, to like take a break or hang out. We, we always usually set it up pretty nice with like a little sofa or something. So that, you know, you need a, you need a minute. You need to, you need a break. We all need breaks every, uh, I don't know how, <laughs> no, it's 90 minutes. I don't know. I don't know what our break is. Um, 9 a.m. It'll be like construction, 9 a.m. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like our little room. It's our set dressing room, and that is called the gold room. They coordinate the, with transportation, a number of types of vehicles that may be needed, meaning trucks. You're dealing with transport with trucking. I need four trucks to do pickups tomorrow. I need three trucks to do the returns from yesterday. I need, you know, five trucks because I can do this and do that. I'm telling you, it's a moving pieces puzzle, and thank God, Patrick, Alvin, and I sit down and do our board of pickups, and how many guys do we need, and this and that, and it's, it's a puzzle, and then something changes, and you, you, you just gotta keep going, it's crazy. Um, I should include a picture of one of his boards, I'll do that in the post for this. Uh, it's a magnificent thing, it's a beautiful thing. Um, manages and all the paperwork that comes along with all of those pickups and the return paperwork and what if something's missing and then he's got to deal with that and where did it go did we find it can we replace it um, so under the lead man then are the swing gang the swing gang are usually uh, four uh, guys girls that are 
your permanent crew, and then you add on from that. So if you have a set and you think, oh, it's going to take six guys, well, you already have four, so you need an additional two guys. I say, I keep saying guys, it can be a guy or girl. Just go with me. Um, so they are responsible, the swing gang is responsible for physically picking up items of dressing from either the prop houses or places that I purchase them and bringing them into the set, unwrapping all the smalls, displaying them out. They also rough in the furniture into place from the furniture plans that we talked about. They hang light fixtures. They hang the drapery if it's simple drapery. They hang art. They, I mean, if we need pipes, fake pipes put on the wall. So electrical outlets, you know, we got to cut all those into the walls. This is what the swing gang does. They got to return everything too. So we, as we say, we are bill to bill, meaning 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. My guys work and it's, I wish we had more like do 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 time, but no, it's, it's a, it's really a physical job all day long. And I am thankful for every guy who has ever worked on my crew. Really amazing. I, I've had nothing but like great people to work with. So I'm very lucky in that. So another branch underneath the set decorator is buyer and or shopper. The buyer position helps with researching and sourcing set dressing. They make purchases. They go to prop houses and have an artistic eye for selections to present to the set decorator. They manage paperwork and pickup forms and returns with the lead man. They handle the tagging system of going to prop houses, putting our tag, which a set dressing tag has the sometimes the name of the show, or something, you know, cool, your name, your number, your aisle number, so that the guys know where to pick this up, and the date of the pickup so that other people know, oh, this sofa is going out on the first. Huh. When will it be back? Because I need it. Let me call the person who tagged it, that's why our number's on there, and see when it will be back. It's a huge honor system. You don't take other people's tags off. If you are going to tag it, you put on their second tag. It's a whole thing. We got to work together. It's honor code. You can't, a lot of prop houses, you can't tag two weeks or more in, in advance. It's a fair system we've all abide by. And 99% of the time, it all goes great. 1%, stuff happens. It's not, uh, it's not always fun and it's not always fair. So anyway, buyers, they handle this tagging system. If they, if I'm looking for a specific living room, they might tag three sofas, bring those choices back to me, and then I choose A, and then they go back, they might take, you know, they take the tags off of B and C. So this is how this works. Also, they are coordinating with accounting for check requests and purchases they got a lot on their plate. They're a lot of driving all day. It's a lot of research. They're eBaying. They're, you know, details out the wazoo we're looking for. So it's a, it's a really another hefty job. So another branch in the set decoration department is the set deck coordinator. 
again, they're like the art department coordinator. They're setting up the apartment. <laughs> they're setting up the department. They're opening up accounts. They're working with accounting on the set list. They're doing a ton of research. They're helping with small projects, um, check requests. They'll do runs for us. I mean, it's we've come to really rely on coordinators because it just is so much paperwork and making sure that time cards are collected and, and things like that. It, it's a position that it really helps out the lead man also. Another branch underneath the set decorator is draperer. Responsibilities may include assemble of hardware and materials and fabrication for window dressing, install, strike, and store the draperies, measure materials in bulk or bolt to complete the product, responsible for upholstery drapery of vehicles of any kind, including aircraft, automobiles, boats, railroad coaches, buses, um, works in studio support as needed to install or repair draperies and upholsteries. So I read all that from their website. They're measuring, they're making sure we have the hardware. If you can do, you know, a festoon or you know a double swag or whatever you got uh, learning drapery it was really overwhelming for me at first I was very intimidated with drapery and then once you really get into it it's so it's there's such character in drapery that um, especially when you work on a show that you have a draper to help you out with options and coming back with different fabric samples they collect and it's, it's so helpful and it takes a lot of burden off of the lead and swing that there's someone else on the crew taking care of this because it's a big job. It can be a very big job and very time consuming. So you don't want all your swing guys being consumed with steam and shears all day when you've got like three sets to dress at a location. It's, it's a lot. Believe me, having a draper, having a good draper is really essential. So another branch under the set decorator is the onset dresser. Vital, 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 vital. You've heard me talk about it many, many times on this podcast. A onset dresser is someone who is assigned to the set and represents set decoration during shooting. They work under the supervision of the prop master while actually shooting, but represent set decoration. They verify reference photos that have been taken for resetting the set. Like, you know, when they throw a pillow in the scene, we got to make sure that pillow goes back in its place or anything like that. They're part of the reset, the redress of every scene. So continuity is big in their position. Um, you got to make sure everything goes back in the proper place. They notify the lead person if there's any changes in schedule or shooting. We're constantly asking our on-set dresser, like, when are you moving? How much time do we have? Are they done with that scene yet? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, they protect the set and cover necessary items. They work with the assistant director to protect anything against accidents on set, like eating and drinking in the set. They will place signage such as hot set signs on the set in progress so that set dressing is not moved overnight, which can be detrimental if that happens. Um, they lock up valuables in the gold room at wrap. 
and uh, yeah, vital, vital, vital position. Couldn't, couldn't do it without them. Okay, next branch underneath the production designer department head is prop master. Now, I'm going to read a lot of this because this is a lot and I don't want to, I want to mess it up. Okay, the prop master supervises and staffs the property master department. That doesn't make sense. I can't even read this. And is responsible for the purchase, design, manufacture, and acquisition of all props as indicated in the script according to the production demands and in consultation with the director and others. So they're manufacturing a lot of things that, you know, are just written. I always say Gabe Perillo on, on The Good Place. Uh, we would just read scripts and the things that she would just have to come up with and it was magnificent to watch her work. Um, the term prop can be defined as anything which moves or anything which an actor handles. Props may be personal items associated with the character such as eyeglasses, a wristwatch, a cigarette lighter. Items specifically identified in the script or by the director are considered props. Newspaper clipping, uh, framed photograph, like hero stuff. We call that hero handwritten note like I could have a ton of letters on the desk but the one that the guy picks up that was written by or produced by the prop master that's the hero note items not so identified can also be props such as live animals weapons and ammunition combat equipment saddle and tack an artist's work in progress tobacco products food being eaten um, bouquets breakaways, boutonnieres, uh, those are all specific. You really got to start to think like, the, is it a personal item? And that would be a prop, I guess. Here's, here's where it breaks apart a little. <laughs> Automobile detailing, such as license plates, antennas and light bars on police cars, and signs on the sides of delivery trucks are props. Crazy, right? Small forms of transportation, such as bicycles, small pleasure crafts, wagons, stagecoaches, are responsibility of the prop master. Dummies used for stunts are also acquired by the prop master. A lot of times stunts need um, like those pads to fall on. Props will bring them in. Um, it is also said that the prop master is the one craftsperson who isn't allowed to say, this isn't my job, which I think is so weird to put into this, but I get it. Okay, the list of duties for a prop master. You break down the script, you determine which props are needed. You determine your budget. You obtain props by purchasing, renting, or manufacturing, and you work with product placement companies. You oversee the placing and handling of the props, document prop continuity through filming, you instruct the actors on the correct and safe use of the props. You maintain a safe and secure environment when using firearms. Supply safety equipment such as face or ear protection to the actors. You prepare cue cards. Who knew? Uh, you oversee the acquisition of chairs for directors and cast as required by the producer. So... That's like, you know, all the chairs that have like Mad Men on the back or whatever. Props does that. And all of those chairs are set up by props at Video Village every single day and are moved, you know, four times a day, five times a day. Uh, that's a job. 
that's a lot. They are also in charge of animal handlers, food stylists, bartenders, mechanics, weapon specialists, computer technicians, medical technicians, law enforcement, and military advisors. So they are coordinating all of these things that could just be in one scene. They have a lot to do when it comes down to the props in the shot. So, and in their department, they have assistant prop person. They have an onset prop person. They also have uh, a coordinator, a PA in the office helping out with paperwork and such because uh, there's so much paperwork <laughs> in every department now. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's physical. I'm not trying to say we're all, we're all buried in physical paperwork, but there's just so much to keep track of that we all need, you know, coordinators and PAs helping in the department for that. Okay, so let's just go back and look at the art department again. We had the production designer, top notch. We have the branches underneath the art director, which are the construction coordinator, who is a department head. The art department coordinator, the scenic artists, the painters, the graphic artists, the storybook artists, the set painters, uh, greens, that's all under the art director. So then under the production designer, you have department head set decorator, department head prop master. Yeah, so it's a bit of a tree we got going on here. And all of us have to work together. We're, we're all passionate or you wouldn't be here. And it's, um, it's wonderful to be on a crew where everybody's on the same page, <laughs> number one, and or have the same passion for the project or the scene or you know, the specific piece of drapery that you found. I don't know. It's just a, it's a magical thing when it all comes together. It's crazy. So I hope that this has given you some sort of insight into how the department works and how we're all working together and how many options there are for anyone out there who is interested in getting involved in the art department and production design of TV and film. There's many, many niches that can be filled. And, you know, you're an assistant prop person or you're a set designer or... You're an onset dresser. All of these positions are helping to make the film. We are all spokes in this wheel, as I've always said, and we're all helping each other to get it done. Um, if, if you have any questions, just email me at kimwanup at decoratingpagespodcast.com. I would be more than happy to go over anything if you had any questions. I am sure that um, I didn't get everything 100% right here which is why I read from our union pages. So any discrepancies you have, maybe look it up a little and then, and then come at me. Because <laughs> um, I tried to be very, you know, specific. Because I have my interpretation of who I work with and what I know positions do. But that's, you know, you only know half the story a lot of the time. People are doing a lot of other things. So I hope that it wasn't too monotonous, me reading down these things and 
Honestly, they're worded very weirdly for me to read, so I hope I was okay. Um, and so I'm going to have a post which uh, will be on the website decoratingpagespodcast.com under the uh, episode blog guide which I think all of three people ever look at but if you're interested <laughs> I'll put up this little graphic and then you can see all the little branches of our art department um, so yeah I hope you enjoyed that Again, if you have any questions, just email me at kimwanup at decoratingpagespodcast.com. Um, and, you know, I hope to get back to you, but you need something clarified, something wasn't covered here, and you, you have a question, uh, let me know. I would say the most asked question I get is, how do I get in? How do I get into the union? How do I get into this? And I'm coming up with an episode to help you. I'm going to help you out. Um... I do say, with a little asterisk, this is the way I got in, and this is the way I know people got in. I don't know if it works today, especially with everything going on, but I think it does. I think uh, the key elements that I used and others will help you uh, get into the art department if that's what you want to do. I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanup for Decorating Pages. Can you believe Christmas is just around the corner? You know what's a great gift? A stogie floaty, luxury pool float, and you can social distance on it. Available now at stogiefloaty.com, Etsy, and Amazon.